yeah, this will be fun. <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long, and yeah. uh, there's so many new things. All right, so yeah. you wanted to go by Damon? Yes. Damon, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I don't know how much we're going to get into uh, how we know each other, but we know each other. Yeah. And we're going to go from there. Yeah, and... long time. Like, is it like eight years maybe? Yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy. Eight years. Wow. Yeah, I remember because uh, I think we bumped into each other on the street a couple of times. Yeah. But yeah. we haven't hung out like on a regular basis for like five or six years. It was pretty regular at first. And then I think yeah, the last time we I saw you was comedy. Yeah, because we were playing a lot of poker at, mm-hmm. at the time and going out as well. And then, yeah, uh, I kind of uh, separated to do a bit of a my own thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, comedy, yeah, you. I think it was around the time of my birthday of like the two years or so that we started seeing each other a little more often. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it was when you were just starting comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was really cool to see um, that community. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, that comedy scene in Vancouver is really neat. I think that's one of my favorite parts because in a lot of cases, like even now, I'm going to the shows uh, being back. Which, for those that don't know, I'm back in Vancouver. Woo! And yes. uh, uh, I I see people that I've seen perform before, but I don't remember if I talk to them. And then when I see them in person, they're like, "Oh, hey, Al, you're back." And I'm like, "What? They they know my name? That's so cool." So yeah, it's it's a great. I think that's part of the reason why I enjoy being in in Vancouver and doing stand up is the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's what's been new aside from all the like we discussed a few things off photography yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, I guess I started to do uh, photography, mm-hmm. and wait, like wait, a wait. lot of people will have like different reasons yeah. they get into photography, right? Uh, I'll be brutally honest. So on Instagram, you can like save images temporarily, right? You hit like yeah. a star, mm-hmm. so you can go into your saved images. Back like two years ago, I would just like scroll through Instagram. There's like more slutty and more racy Instagram pages, right? <laughs> and it's not like full nude, but yeah. I would see an image and I'd start. I'm like, that's hot. And I would just like do this once or twice a day. And then after like six months, you have like this whole collection, right? I wasn't like jacking off to these or anything, but they were just like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Like women are beautiful. And yeah. when you shoot a certain person at a certain angle, you get a really pleasing image. And so I was just saving these and I was scrolling through one day and I was like, wait a minute, someone has to be taking those fucking photos. <laughs> and that was, and like, yeah, I don't think a not? lot of photographers would admit, admit that, but I think that's why a lot of guys get into it. I'm sure that's not everyone by any means at mm-hmm. all, but it's more than one or 2% of like photographers that are oh, getting in. I'm sure a lot of guys have considered getting into photography because... Yeah. And um, and so I started to, at first, I, w- I put like an ad on Craigslist and I was like, hey, I'll pay you like... 40 bucks for two hours yeah, just to go around. I think you were the, yeah, one of the first yeah. people I shot as well. Yeah. And I did, we did a photo shoot. And so I did friends. I did people on Craigslist until I had like 20 people I shot. Right. And I loved it. Like the thing that drew me in, but once I was like shooting, I was like, this is so cool to like, you're kind of like in a photo shoot, you meet someone and for an hour and a half, you're trying to like crack open their personality right. to get that shot where their friends would see it and be like, oh, that's totally Derek. Or that's totally Lisa. You're trying to get that as mm. a stranger. Because one of the most awkward things we can do is be shot in a... Um, uh, have a, a stranger shooting us, right? Yeah. That's awkward. So how do we 
it's in the same way that like when you go on a date on Tinder, um, you're trying to get that personality out so you can find bits that you like yeah. or dislike and see. I like how you keep coming back to dating. It's uh... yeah. <laughs> I think honestly, dude, like I learned magic, bartending, photography, DJing. Like I think deep, deep down, everything I've ever learned is just because I think it's going to get me laid. <laughs> I yeah I can relate in a lot of those cases because I don't know I've talked about this before and we've talked about it this before as well where uh, we're sort of on the late bloomer side and we wanted to crack this one thing of how to meet more women or like how to date more women mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm not surprised that that characteristic or like that drive even if it's underlying, it's still in there. <laughs> I was just thinking, because uh, when, when you were talking about the photography, I was like, oh, like, Damon is... That's a character from the Vampire Diaries. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, that's okay. the that's my, like, alias that I use for anything. That's like cool. Like, my, my Instagram that I have, like, my whole family blocked on, like, that's one's, like, <laughs> I go by Damon there, like, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's a cool name. I was just thinking about how my perception of you always been, like, Damon's a bit of a wild guy. Mm-hmm. you know the way you look and then when we're out you're you had that bit of a wild side to you mm-hmm. and uh, you've always like or not always but you've dated like i was gonna say bad girls but it's like not like bad as in like bad women oh, the the girls that you, you don't that mom doesn't want brought home for christmas yeah that sort of thing yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah i've kind of always admired that in a way slightly i was like oh i wish i could do that <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right. So with photography, like, um, have you been able to meet more girls that way or? Um, Yes and no. Like big thing when I got into photography, as I would do these shoots, Mm -hmm. a person is showing you like parts of themselves that, how would I put it this way? In the same way that like, they're two different situations. When someone doesn't do a lot of photo shoots, you're in this spot where um, they are trying to, you know, look sexy or look cute or whatever it oh, is. It comes up, and right? so, and so you're in this spot where you have a lot of experience in that realm. If you've done a lot of photo shoots and you're around someone that hasn't. Right. Mm. And so escalating, like, it's not as if I think like, it's bad to like do a shoot and escalate into a sexual situation from there. And I'll be honest, like it does happen if she escalates it, mm-hmm. I let it go. Yeah, yeah. So for example, like, I've done dozens of shoots where I'm shooting and they're like flirting and I can see that they're, they would be open to it escalating. But if they don't make like a blatant move, I don't do anything uh, because it's, you don't want them to be caught up in the moment. They have a photo shoot, they sleep with a photographer, they regret it the next day. It's not worth it if they regret it the next day. Mm. And anyway, so like a lot of times uh, you'll do the shoot and then, you know, they go home and I'm thinking like something really could have happened. But I don't feel like it's... You don't want to be that creepy photographer that, that like, makes to. a move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to make a move, right? Yeah. So, like, if I'm shooting someone and they're like, hey, uh, do you want to fuck? Which has happened a couple times. Not, like, more than five or six times, but it happens. Um, then I'm like, sure, that's, like, verbal, let's yeah, go. Yeah. But if the girl's flirting and you are flirting back, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, 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 it's still kind of, there's a move that someone has to make yeah. and you can't make it as a photographer. Cause that's a position of trust. So to I say. agree that. With that um, yeah. And then if someone had, does a lot of shoots and they're very comfortable, uh, there's almost never a situation where it's sexual. Cause for both of you, you're just trying to get all these cool shots and you bond over getting the shots. Mm-hmm. But within the 
model photographer industry of Vancouver is just very clear that you're not supposed to escalate yeah. sexually. Uh, there's been times where I shoot someone and then on another day we meet up and something happens. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely met like a lot of uh, women that I'm now friends with and have never had sex with. And it's uh, really cool to meet someone and have that experience. But like right now I'm doing like bartending, right? And so that's a scenario where you can meet somebody mm. and that can escalate in a certain way. But it's not the same as like when someone comes over to your apartment for photography. Where yeah, it's, it's it, bad taste to absolutely to do that. Not yeah. very professional either. Huh? That's a that's a very grown up way of doing it. Because we've met uh, a few guys in our in our times that were uh, using photography as a tool to just get girls to their house. Yeah, and it's creepy. That as like well. that makes me like feel gross inside. I saw. You're, I saw yeah, I'm like, mm. you're like Ugh. yeah, yeah, because it's. Yeah, it's there's certain things that like are appropriate as like if someone has like I have like a chihuahua or whatever, <laughs> like they know what that means. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're going over to this guy's house or hey, like I bet you can't beat me at Sellers of Catan. She's like, oh, we're going over to play Sellers of Catan. There's that plausible this deniability. Is some there. high level tips right there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but photography is like that's not like plausible deniability. Yeah. That's like they're actually going over to do a photo yeah. shoot. I feel similar with stand-up. If I meet someone at a show or if they come up to me after the show, mm -hmm. I will, I want to say almost never escalate. Oh, really? Because it creates that dynamic where they're looking up to me, like I'm the performer. Mm -hmm. um, but if I, what I like to do normally is I would bring a date to the show. Oh, yeah. So that the dynamic is pre-established and there's no... Like, I don't want to be, oh, like, I went to the show and I fucked this comedian. Like, I don't want to okay, do yeah. that. I want to, oh, I met this comedian, we went to a show, and then we... Yeah, that's better. Yeah. I, I, I At least in my mind. I don't know. And then you also mentioned something interesting that I really wanted to learn about. Mm. Uh, you've recently, or I don't know how recently, but yeah. you've started... Uh, Okay, so tell me about it. Is it freelance? Is, is oh, like the massages? The massages. Okay, that's for later then. What, what was the freelance thing? <laughs> well, you told me about like gigs you do, or how do you how do you refer to the like gigolo stuff? Oh yeah, that was a bit of an exaggeration, but oh, okay. like um, kind of yeah. So what happens is well, maybe not an exact. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so here's what happened: COVID hits, everyone's locked down. Yeah. And then uh, vaccines start rolling out. So those of us that are reasonable are getting, you know, vaccinated. And the, once you get that first shot, you're like 85% good. Yeah. Right. After two weeks. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I want to like start to get out there and start to, you know, do stuff. And I'm watching this show um, and it's on, it's on like Crave and it's called Gigolos. And it's like yeah. these guys that... Um, that go out and they are like professional gigolos, right? And right. it's not always sex, but it's like it's like companionship and whatnot. And I'm like, all right, like I know I'm not like bad looking. I go to the gym more than once a week. Like yeah. maybe, maybe there's like a route here I could go. So I go on this website and I uh, and I and there's like all these like female and male escorts on it, and all the male escorts on it are gay. Like, you just, like, scroll down. It's, like, this whole laundry list of, like, gay male escorts. And, and I'm, it like, like, a Craigslist type? Oh, it's, a, it's called leolist.com. Leolist.com, yeah. And so it's you all can sign these, up yourself. Yeah, your you own. just deposit with, like, a bit of Bitcoin. And then they, um, you can, like, post ads for, like, a dollar a day or whatever. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I wonder if women would like pay for this. So I, t- I make an ad and over the next like couple days, all these, and I made like a burner app on my phone. Yeah. So like I can like um, message without people knowing my number and all these dudes, even though it says like straight guy, ladies massage. Yeah. All these dudes like blow up this phone uh, and they're like, Hey, do you do massage? I'm like, yeah, there's no happy ending, but sure. Right. And so I'm like, they're like, how much? And I'm like, um, like 150 bucks for half an hour. And they're like, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know how to massage. So I like, I go on YouTube and I'm like watching a video and I'm like, I'm charging like three times what like a professional, like RMT charges. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm doing, but anyway, so I go, I meet up with like three or four of these guys over two days and I'm doing the massages and it's like fine. No one was creepy. It was no, it was fine. Yeah. But I think that there's like message boards that they talk on because I got nothing after that. Oh, I shit. think they're like, oh, like Damon actually doesn't do hand jobs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that dies, right? Yeah. Nothing. Then uh, this guy messages me and, uh, and he's like, hey, um, I have a request. It takes five minutes of your time once a week. I'll pay you 200 bucks. And uh, it's not sexual. I'm like, what could I say no to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. $200, five minutes, not sexual. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, what do you want? He's like, I want to get on my hands and knees in my underwear. And I want to watch you take a shit. And then I want you to let me hang out in the bathroom with it afterwards. And I'm like, well, someone's got to pay my rent. Sure as shit, not going to be me. <laughs> and this has been going on like <laughs> for like months now. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, all right, let's uh, unpack this. Um, We haven't even gotten to the girls yet. (laughs) But uh, yeah, let's unpack this. So, okay, so you just... (laughs) All right, all right. Over time, did you, do do you like prepare for it? Like, do you eat more fiber? Yeah, so I'm mostly vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, so when you eat, um, when you eat that way, you're kind of like a little bit here and there throughout the day kind of person. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you're not like a Hiroshima once every two days kind of person. So, uh, what I do is I just cook like a shitload of rice and beans like the night before. And then I wake up and then he's like, I'm on the way. Traffic's like slow. And I'm like, okay, I got to hold off on like the coffee. And like, I time my coffee to like, I'm like, okay, when he's like crossing commercial Broadway, I'll like have my coffee (laughs) and I've like timed it. That's amazing. So he's doing it at your place. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm have you wondered what he does in there? I yeah, he asks me if it bothers me that he sniffs it, and I honestly don't want to talk about it because like every time he's like he's like, do you feel worshipped? Oh, like- do you feel important? How? And he asks me details about that, and I just like I, I'm like like I I every time when he I close the door, he goes in. I'm like taking deep breaths. I have like an air freshener that I'm like smelling. I'm like because I don't want to think about what's yeah. going on in there. Yeah. Like, everyone can do their own thing, but because of the nature of it, I'm like, I don't want to think yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. I'm going to puke. Like, <laughs> Wow. Anyway, yeah. but Okay, that's that's a new one. Yeah, right? And that's awesome for you. Yeah, and here's the crazy part is I, I, w- I got off work one day, and I'm, like, going grocery shopping, and this guy walks up to me, hmm. and he's like, you look familiar. What do you mean? He's like, <laughs> I know what you do, and I'm like... That's like five or six things. You have to narrow this <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Leo list. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you have a poop guy? He's like, I got two poop guys. 
<laughs> what the fuck? Wow, it's that common. Yeah. Huh. Can't wait to get my own place. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, do those people look pretty normal? Like- um, so the massage guys struck me as quiet, shy, um, whatnot. The other guy also kind of quiet, shy. Like, yeah. these are not people that are, I think, okay. um, out, like, not extroverted, right? Yeah. yeah. And then what kind of went from there is um, the women that are kind of similar in many ways is um, is uh, on the ad. It's like it's focused like towards women mostly. Yeah. They are all married women in their 40s. Oh. All of them. And uh, and so for those, I'll do like the happy ending, so to say. So okay, so let's let's talk about this because, um, like, I thought personally that uh, male gigolos are not very popular because there's a lot to, and I hope you correct me, but there's a lot to a women's orgasm and like yeah. and so a lot of it has to do with comfort and yeah, like trust and all that. And I can't imagine there being a lot of it with a stranger that you hire mm-hmm. to to either come to your house or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, what was like what was the first one like um the first one because I, I know you fuck and yeah <laughs> well that's the thing too is that like there's a lot to the female orgasm for sure right i feel like you and i are like probably in the same boat like if you laid out a hundred random men from vancouver and mm-hmm. put them in a line of who has had the sex with the most women you and i are in the top like five percent like let's be real right <laughs> like it's 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 not you know like the average guy sleeps with like seven women yeah right yeah so like um and that's the thing is like if you are having sex on a regular basis yeah with many di- with different people i've i found that like you can kind of if you just like have it as a goal to because like it, the male orgasm just happens mm-hmm. like that's that's the easy part yeah but like from like years ago if, like you have that's how you like have a girlfriend really like no girl is gonna stick around if she's not coming so, like, if you had a, as, like, a goal to, like, cause the most yeah. orgasms possible, like, you're going to, like, do research. You're, you're... going to try things. And if something works, like, 60% of the time, you're like, okay, I'm always going to try this thing. Yeah. And if something doesn't work often, you throw it away. You can get, like, really good at sex if you're, A, having sex with different people and, B, doing a lot of, like, your own little trial and error, so to say. You know, you can have, like, a really high rate. Okay. I think. Right. Um, You're saying that no girl would stick around if if she's not coming, and uh, yeah, some will if you're funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm mostly kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, oh, the, the first one, though. yes, yeah. So the first one is this girl's like, "Hi," uh, and they always say they always open with the first thing. They're like, "I've never done this before." I'm like, yeah. "Me neither." Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, she comes in, and she this is like during COVID time. She has a mask on. She has uh, I noticed her wedding ring. She has not removed. Yeah. Um, and we just like she lays down. She gives me the so. I'm not too familiar with the law, but like to my understanding, you like you get the money first, you then do your thing, and you don't you can't like ask for money for additional sexual favors partway through. I think within the law that's mostly what goes down. Okay, so it's legal to It's legal to for them to give money for a massage. Yeah. And anything else that happens is between consenting adults. But if you're like massaging Oh, I see. Okay. And I to my understanding, like you shouldn't be like, oh, like I'll fuck you for an additional amount. I think I know in Vegas that's how it works. Because then it's a transactional thing. And... I think yeah. I'm not sure exactly, <laughs> but of... I doubt male yeah. jiggles are getting like like prosecuted based on like 
this, but uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, but within Canada, like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, um, yeah, so we like, we're doing the massage and, um, and whatnot. And my goal is like, I want to repeat customer. Like, right. that's the whole thing. And so I think that like the average uh, woman is probably less likely to come with a stranger mm-hmm. because like you for all the reasons you listed right but these are not the average women these are people that are hiring someone because they they have they're just not satisfied in that area right i have found it is way easier to give these girl or, girls orgasms than any other because they're on the other side of they're not at the norm where yeah they've just so repressed or whatever mm-hmm. uh sexually so that any sort of reasonable amount of work would tip them over the edge exactly yeah if someone's married and they're having good regular sex i don't think they're hiring a gigolo if they're not having sex but they've kind of shut that part down repressed it they're like i guess that part of my life is done yeah they're not hiring a gigolo yeah the ones that are are the ones that are like they're married they want sex they're not having it or the sex Mm. isn't good they're missing that intimacy right and so i noticed a lot of it is like just the talking a slow massage and because you're being paid like a decent amount for a small amount of time 100% 100% of my attention is on her. Oh. And I'm completely present with her. And that's rare for someone to be like completely present with another person. Like with, like your mind isn't wandering. Oh. And so like she feels that presence, so to say. And how long are the appointments usually? Um, I was doing like half an hour and I would do one hour just yeah. because I feel like it's good to like chat and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that's the thing too, is like, I don't guarantee like, any like happy ending so to say right. like it's all like per person basis i have yet to encounter the person where i'm like whoa i'm not putting my fingers down there but <laughs> that hasn't oh, happened yet yeah. but like it's yeah it's just like it's just a, a massage yeah. right and then um and then i do what i want what i think is gonna like get me a repeat client so yeah. in in the scenario of the of your first client you right away hopped into the massage like did she get undressed yeah, she gets like naked under like you can see my bed right here. Yeah, so yeah. like she gets she lays down and then we have like this blanket that goes on top and then you just like do a massage and of course like if you go all the way to the end like condoms are of course like one hundred percent of the time yeah in that scenario but um, yeah <laughs> you you weren't a big condom guy from what I remember before ah <laughs> yeah never let yourself get addicted to unprotected sex holy shit. <laughs> Uh, that's very good advice right there. Another one for the books from Damon. And uh, does your ad say like, oh, it's... It says like... Massage. Massage slash erotic massage slash body slide slash more. Oh, okay. That's all it says. And then underneath it's like massage available for men, but no body slide, yeah. happy ending, none of that. Do you do you discuss like what they want before you get going? Yeah, I ask them like, what do you like? And yeah. one recently was like, I like my boobs touched. I like to be naked holding someone. So oh. it's good to like kind of get an idea of like what someone's looking for. But right. yeah, there's someone recently that was really nice that just wanted like a close person. Like, I'm sorry, they were just like, they're single, but they just want, uh, I feel like they want somebody to be intimate with them, so right. to say. Yeah. So if they're not, you know, they're just maybe a couple of months or a couple of years has gone by where they just are not mm. meeting someone or being approached or meeting someone on Tinder that, you know, they're excited about, then, you know, they can like twice a month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, have, so have, are all these women... Uh, like, are you attracted to all um, all, your, all the clients that come in? I'd say about two thirds. Two thirds. I haven't 
like no i haven't and this is it's not as if i've done this with like like nine or ten women we're talking like four or five right now yeah yeah like over the last like six months like my phone is not blowing up on like a regular basis with this right everyone like a lot of like pranks and so there's apps where you can like type a phone number into this app and they'll tell you if it's like an app number like a burner like what i use Or if it's actually real and registered with a phone company. Whoa. So in my ad, it's like, if you message me from a burner, you will get a response. Oh, yeah. shit. And so people have to use like an actual number that they have registered under their name. Yeah. Um, so that kind of lowers down the number. But yeah, there's a guy, it hasn't happened yet, but there's a guy that like wants me to like massage his wife while he watches. Um, How do you feel about that? That's fine. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just, yeah, just getting started. But I haven't yet to meet someone where I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want to like. Yeah. And and that's the thing is I don't have to. Like, if right, I don't want right. to. So but... you said the two thirds and. Yeah, some of them are very, like, I would be, if I was like walking down the street with them holding hands and I ran into a friend, I wouldn't be embarrassed at all. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like normal. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and. Like out of the all the four or five, uh, did you have sex with them? All um, I think like two so far. Yeah. What about the other ones? It was just the massage, and then they're like, "All right, cool." Yeah, it was just like like do the massage, and then like if you make them come from like your hand. Mm. Um, a lot of the times, like I try to, whether I'm like it's a Tinder date or it's a massage, I try to give an orgasm with my hand first anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, what do you do? Let's see. Oh, I guess like you go like outside, yeah. like the clay with the middle finger, right? Yeah. And so I kind of like, I feel like the buildup is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one time in my fucking life I got the head of my dick in during sex and she came from that. Yeah. And it was like, it was someone I was seeing and we hadn't seen each other for like two weeks. And I was oh. like teasing the fuck out of them after two weeks. Yeah. And I remember I've got like the first inch in there and she like had an orgasm. I'm like, okay, there's something going on here oh, that okay. like goes against the laws of what I think about, I know about <laughs> orgasms. And so ever since then, I'm like, I feel like the tease is really important. Mm. Um, getting, you know, a lot of uh, pent up energy, wanting something. Mm-hmm. And so I spend a lot of the time like on the outside of the lips and then I just go in with and most guys, they do it wrong. They go, they go for, they go pointer finger, middle finger, yeah, and that's wrong. You got to do ring the, finger and middle. That's right. So you get this one, yeah. And yeah. you just go in and you just kind of go up, and you find that you know that spot, the, the sponge. Yeah. And I just kind of start really slow, like a little twinge on it, and it's just like pressure. Yeah. And you kind of go with a bit more, and then back it off. Because what works, I find, what's of course eventually the up and down that it involves squirting. But where they know where you're going to go with it, but you like spend a lot of time, like five minutes, slowly increasing that up and down. And so they're just like, come on, do it already. Every time that longing is there. And with guys, we're the same. Like if, if you go, imagine like if you jack off and then like once you feel like you're within a minute of having an orgasm, Mm. stop and then wait. And you do that a couple of times. Your orgasm is way better when you eventually have it. All right. So the buildup is important. And um, how's COVID dating been in general? Um, it was really, uh, yeah, COVID was weird because like I was dating someone from Mexico. Mm-hmm. They came here, they got a job and they their job, COVID happens and they lose their job. It was like right before like rent was due and like, oh, I have to now use this money to fly back. Mm-hmm. 
And so I had a roommate at the time. And so I'm like, oh, just come stay at my place for a couple of days. So she comes in and I really like this girl a lot. She's like staying here. And um, my roommate starts to like, after like four or five days, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I guess like the jig's up. Like she's just like living here now. Yeah. We kind of three of us in this tiny apartment. Uh, so she flies back and she messages me like every three months. She's like, do you still love me? It's been going on for like a year and a half now. Um, but but it, once she left, you're like, we're... Once, yeah, well, once she left, no, I don't do long distance, so... Yeah. Um, anyway, so she leaves, and then Tinder was incredibly hard. Like, I'll admit, I'm a bad person. I tried to use Tinder during lockdown. <laughs> bad person. Anyway, um, so I was, like, using Tinder. It was really hard to get, like, any traction. I went, I think I went six weeks without sex, which is, like, the longest wow. since in, like, the last, like nine years or something Holy and shit. i was like i was like losing my mind yeah for the average guy i'm like how do you guys do this all the time <laughs> i was what two ish weeks without sex and i was slightly going mad yeah yeah it's like whatever your normal is yeah so was it hard just getting people to come out or like what was the tough part with tinder um i found that it was really easy to have conversations yeah because girls are not getting laid either mm -hmm. they're bored at home they're talking to guys on tinder like yeah. that's what they're doing as well um so giving having conversations was normal but like trying to meet up with them was just like so difficult because um, it, it was quote-unquote illegal or? i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah if you want to use a fancy term like illegal <laughs> no no no. i wasn't consulted when that law was made so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh yeah i just found like they everything was going smooth until i like suggested a meetup and they're like no that's crazy da, 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 yeah, da. yeah yeah um so i'm like i'm one of those people that should have been more COVID careful, COVID safe, so to say. Right. Like, should have worn a mask more often. I got the vaccine as soon as I could, though, yeah. which is... A which I think is in some of the people are doing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, COVID was tough during Tinder times, and then... <laughs> Tinder was tough during Tinder COVID was tough during the COVID <laughs> times, but, uh, yeah, things are, you know, of course, like, going back to normal now, and... yeah. And whatnot, which or not super normal, but people are open to like meeting and dating and stuff. So right. where were you when COVID Taiwan. hit? You were in Taiwan. Yeah. How was that experience for you there? So I got there a week before I had the pre-booked uh, flight because I, I booked a flight into Cambodia and out of Taiwan back to Vancouver, mm. uh, like about six months apart. So the flight out of Taiwan was scheduled since like October 2018. And... Um, I got to Taiwan a week before they closed the borders. Mm. So the first week, it was great. I could go anywhere. And because I flew in from Vietnam at the time, there weren't any cases, so I didn't have to quarantine or anything like that. So for a week, I was going to the gym. I was enjoying the restaurant. And then uh, after a week, they closed the border and they started uh, having everyone that comes in quarantine. Mm -hmm. And every place I went to, they're like, have you been out of the country in the past two weeks? I was like, yeah. Like, well, you can't come in to the gym. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've been here four times last week. Like, what are you talking about? They're mm -hmm. like, sorry, it's it's the rules. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to stay at home a little more. Because even though I wasn't told to quarantine, I don't want to be in a situation where... Like, there was a, a man that was told to quarantine and he went to a nightclub instead. Mm -hmm. They gave him a fine for 35K. Wow. US. Uh, which is insane. But for the most part, we didn't have any cases like w w there was a, 
a small outbreak because of the policy they had for pilots quarantining. Like mm. uh, most people had to quarantine for two weeks, pilots only three days. Mm-hmm. So some of those pilots went fucking around. Yeah. And there's an outbreak. Uh, and we were in soft lockdown for two months. And soft lockdown, basically, most places were open. Uh, restaurants only take out mask everywhere outdoors mm-hmm. uh like uh e- everywhere outside of your house yeah you to wear a mask um and outside of that not much mm-hmm. yeah um everyone was dating like i was doing stand-up the whole time mm-hmm. uh during the nice. pandemic it was, yeah. it was great that's one of the reasons why i stayed and it was so funny the whole time i was in taiwan like the first month uh, all my friends were like you should come back to canada Because shit's going to hit the fan and uh, it's going to be bad. And in my mind, I'm coming off of a six-month trip around Asia. I'm out of cash. I have the plane pre-booked. If I have to change the ticket, I'm going to have to buy a new ticket, likely, and lose Mm -hmm. the money, right? And uh, also, if I come back and Canada goes into lockdown, which at the time it was preposterous to think that Canada would go into lockdown or anything Mm -hmm. would happen in the U.S. Everyone thought Asia is fucked. Everyone else is fine. And uh, I thought, like, what if it does spread all over? I get get back to Canada. uh, I need to work and there's no jobs. So at the Mm -hmm. time, I was like, I would just much rather stay here to stand up and then eventually get into some some work. And uh, within a week, it it all flipped. Like, uh, cases in Canada started rising. U.S. started rising. And uh, Taiwan was fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I kept getting, you know, there's the Canadian travel app. Okay. You basically put in like the destinations of your trip and then they send you updates if anything happens. Yeah. Every two months, because I I still, I don't know why I still had it, but the Taiwan was still like checked as mm-hmm. one of the countries I, I wanted to go to even though I was there. But for the app purposes, they would send me updates like avoid non-essential travel to Taiwan because COVID. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is the place to be. Like, yeah. Alongside New Zealand and I don't know what else is there, Madagascar or something. Mm-hmm. They were like the COVID free places in the world. It was dope. Yeah. That, I'm glad that you had a good experience there. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm, I'm jealous of all the people because everyone I talked to, uh, someone's like, oh, I picked up baking during COVID. Oh, someone's dude. Like, I picked up editing. Yeah. I, I started cooking more. I got healthier. And I'm like, I've been just working. Like, yeah. Give me some COVID lockdown motivation. Like, what is this shit? Yeah. That, that's, I think one really interesting thing about the lockdown is that so many people have their dreams. Yeah. And they got their dreams and they're like, I don't have time for my dreams. And then lockdown happens. And it turns out that they didn't really have those fucking dreams. They're just like drinking or watching yeah. shows. Yeah. You have all the time in the world. And so many people are just like, like, that's the, that's the cold fucking truth is like, yeah. if someone was going to like finish that book or like learn that skill and then they didn't during lockdown, you don't really care about it. Yeah. And that's like the majority of people, but there's a lot of people that picked up things. Yeah. Um, like I didn't do nearly as much as I could have do. I did a lot of like street photography. Right. I did. Um, I took up DJing, which is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. It costs a hundred dollars. Whoa. You buy this little controller. It's right there. You see that? Yeah. 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 Tiny hundred dollars. And then five bucks a month for the software. And you'd have all the, the songs on your computer from Spotify. There's apps uh for like two bucks a month where you can download the songs and use them and you're just like you can just dick around and have fun with it make dj sets it is that's so it was so good um i spent like hours a day 
like building stuff there. Uh, it would have been so cool if I was stuck with you guys here. That would have been fun. Probably horrible in the long run, but uh, I was I was thinking about that. I think one of the requirements now for me to date someone is not complaining about the lockdown. I guess a year and a half is a yeah. long well, time. Extroverts, like I think you and I can both do a lot of time on our own. Yeah. You and I are both introverts, I, th- I think, deep down, where yeah. if you were just like in your apartment and no, and you had no visitors for a week and you were just like working on a project, yeah. I wouldn't like miss people. I'd be like, like maybe a bit near the end or I get yeah. horny, but I'm not like, I need to go out and see people, yeah. you know? Yeah. I enjoy people, but like my my energy is restored when I'm alone right. for sure. Yeah, and a lot of people are not like that. Like extroverts when they're pushed into being lo- in lockdown, I think it's similar to someone like myself being pushed into like um, to go out a scenario. Day. Like I recently just visited my family mm. and um, there's like multiple relatives staying in different guest rooms or not even there's like some, like I was in like the office and then there's like, yeah. there's only one guest room. And so multiple relatives, there's like, six of us in this like place that's not that big yeah and that was for like six days and i had no alone time except for sleeping i got back and i'm just like drained yeah this girl's like hey do you want to hook up tonight i haven't had sex in like six days yeah i turned it down because i wanted to like be in my place alone for like five hours before i went to sleep and then went to work the next day wow i need that like yeah yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm crashing at my parents place now and uh for those that don't know when you turn 30 it's the best time to start masturbating in your parents bathroom uh but every now and then <laughs> i did like, a lot of that <laughs> every now and then i just it's not a big place either and mm-hmm. i would just go to the bathroom and just chill for a second yeah because it's uh, a lot of, well i guess vancouver is actually nice so you can go out for a walk what do you think of the city in general? And do you think it changed much um, pre-COVID to, to now? I guess so. I mean, there's like less tourism, so to say. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my guess is it kind of went through the similar changes that any city would have gone through. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know if I can put it into words, but, you know, there's a difference. in. I think the, the biggest thing that I noticed for sure, COVID mm. really separated us in terms of um, you had a lot of anti-lockdown protests right. that started out. And a big problem with it is that um, when COVID hit, many people think that it's like this scheme. Mm-hmm. And the long run of the scheme is to get the vaccine, right? Yeah. And so like, oh, the government created this so that one day they will be able to give us this vaccine. And the ironic self-fulfilling prophecy of all of this is that I think so many people like got into the conspiracy theories to quite a high level that um, by the time the vaccine is finally rolled out, they've already made up their mind, mm-hmm. right? And so right now is a really interesting time where you have these people that if they were to change their mind, they'd have to admit that they were wrong for a year the and a half time, about yeah. their beliefs. And so, and so now these vaccine passports to go into bars, I didn't want that to happen. Like I understand we need it because if we want the bars to be open at all, we kind of need that. But the reason that we have vaccine passports is because so many people did not get vaccinated. Yeah. They dug that grave themselves. They made that bed. I think like 70% of Canadians are vaccinated or something Mm -hmm. like that. And that was supposed to be the number that it would take. However, the Delta variant is so much more contagious. I think they were talking about also that 70% that's supposed to be enough for herd immunity is supposed Mm -hmm. to include kids as well. 
And because kids aren't vaccinated, the 70% goes quite... Oh, that's a fair point. Because kids down. don't seem... Luckily, thank yeah. God, kids don't seem to be affected by it. Right. But they are... Have you, ever seen a, have you ever seen a kid in a restaurant? Like, yeah. they're just running around. They're just... They're going to school. They're going to band yeah, yeah. practice. They're going... Like, they are, you know... Spread, super they're very good at spreading it. Yeah. Like a little stripper. Yeah. Um, like and so they're... Like a little stripper. Like a little stripper. <laughs> Um, you know, kids like the kids are like little drunk people. Yeah, like yeah, just, yeah. they're just going to do what they're going to do, yeah. and um, and be kind of social with whoever mm. they want. Yeah, so you have that aspect. You have the Delta variant, and so now that seventy percent number just needs to be like so much higher. It's crazy though, because I feel like I was in the U.S. for three weeks before I got here. Uh, like I was flying for the U.S. so I can get uh, vaccinated there. People are tired. People tired. are tired of COVID of yeah. regulations, and it got to the point where. Most don't give a fuck anymore. And it's weird because it's not like COVID cares <laughs> like yeah. if you take it seriously or not. Uh, but uh, I haven't seen much of it in the U.S. Uh, I haven't seen much of it in Vancouver, but like I, I socially distance and mm-hmm. wear a mask and all that sort of stuff. Because I'm a good little boy. Yeah, that's good. It's yeah. our, what do you call it, our medical community, so to say. They have like all the people that are working there. Mm-hmm. The the number of people that are going into being doctors and nurses that takes like years of training, yeah. and they're used to a certain workload. That and of course, like COVID just rapidly changed that. Yeah. Imagine like imagine if all of a sudden there are a ton of fires just starting in buildings all, all over, and yeah. we have this like you have like the firemen. You can't sign up to be a fireman to fix it tomorrow because it's going to take multiple years. Yeah. And so now the limited sources we have of firemen are now handling way more than they used to. It's such an unnecessary amount of uh, crap that the medical community is dealing with right now from unvaccinated. Mm. Like I know multiple people that had surgeries that are pushed back. Oh, shit. Because that space, that doctor, that bed is being filled by someone that's unvaccinated in the hospital. Whoa. Well, I, I went to school in Burnaby, so I have a lot of anti-vaxxers on my Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Alberta, and I and I have that similar. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> so are you still on dating apps with, like, the... Because you're meeting quite a few people, I'm guessing, from bartending, photography, and yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like, like my dating... I actually used to write it down back in the day. Yeah. I'd be like, I was interested. I remember you showed me ROIs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I wonder, like, like I was, I'm always such, a, like, a technical person about anything I do. Yeah. And so, like, I was, like, 25. I was like, I wonder, I'm going to write down, like, when I meet someone, where it was, how I met them, this and that... And I believe that the stats were something like evenly split between meeting people just out and about and online. And then like 15, the 15% remaining was like friends and whatnot. I definitely like did a lot of like that self-help stuff from YouTube back in the day where like, and uh, the stuff on dating, often what it says is you just like, if you see someone and you find them attractive, you're going to regret not saying hello. So just train yourself to say hello. Mm-hmm. And it'll be awkward the first time, and then the next time less awkward, and you do this for months and months. The next thing you know, you're like, "Wow, like I've met, met all these so cool many, people yeah. and had great dates, and I have missed so many dates because of the times I didn't." And mm-hmm. that's like a little like dating cheat, so to say. But yeah, still on on Tinder. Um, yeah, so I, I would say like photography is like a big source of um, of like having like a sex life, but bartending's cool, and then 
a lot of it now. I'll just be I'll be lazy. I've been lazy recently about like approaching people that yeah. I find attractive. Even pre-COVID, I was like getting lazy in that regard. But yeah, Tinder is fun. I think that as a guy, it's really a challenge and a uh, a really a big test to see your 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 game, so to say. Because oh. girls on Tinder just there's they have so many options, right? Yeah. So for you to stand out to such an extent that they're gonna like hold a conversation for a decent amount of time and then do a number exchange maybe and then meet up, like you're you're beating out like three hundred other men that she could be talking to in that moment huh. or that day. That makes me feel a lot better now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're successful on Tinder, it's <laughs> uh, are you using any other apps? Yeah, I have like Bumble and Hinge, um, and uh, I don't I don't log into those enough. Um, I should do more. So you, you prefer Tinder for for apps? Yeah, yeah. I once I got back, I got Bumble and Tinder, and I think I prefer Bumble. Okay, I think, but it's also I was reminded with how in Vancouver you have to give two week notice for everything in terms of like hanging out or or meeting because everyone's just so busy. Oh, okay. Like, I would ask, uh, well, it depends, I think. But uh, I remember, like, if you wanted to hang out with someone, usually, because everyone has their jobs and hobbies and whatever, uh, schedules are filled up. Yeah. Yeah. But now that I don't work yet. Mm-hmm. It's, what kind of work do you want to go into? Ooh, I don't know. I was thinking... Massages. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah. Yeah. I you eat, do good. I Dude, eat, you would do so good. I eat a lot of fiber, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah. When I'm out with friends now and someone like goes and takes a shit by themselves, I'm like, what the fuck? It's like you don't even know Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a waste, yeah. It would be, be a neat thing if you tried it. Because like, I bet he would he would do it. It would be weird at first because... Uh, the first time's fucking intense. Well, because my mom would be like, who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You could do it here and oh. I'll take I'll take a 10% pimp fee. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? That's so Damon. Oh... <laughs> uh. That's cool. You're not even, you're not kidding. I know you're not. And that's why I laugh. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I've been, I think I'm going to do a couple of uh, gigs with um, the Butler stuff I used to do. Nice. Yeah. <gasps> I had an interview with them and I, I remember that we, we had like a Skype conversation that lasted two minutes. Oh. It was like, it's supposed to be an hour. Yeah. And, and he's like, so what's your availability? I'm like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I don't have a car. And he's like, Okay. Nice yeah, to meet you, but you is... need weekends and a car. And yeah. apparently all these gigs are like out of the city. Like they're way out in... A lot of them are uh, like Abbotsford, Surrey, Langley. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, a buddy of mine that uh, did a lot of gigs with. Um, he's based in like Coquitlam and he's killing those gigs. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, I think either sales or recruitment. Are, are you still doing stand up? What's going I on? I haven't. I yeah. have... A solid like seven minutes. Whoa. I practice it every morning. Yeah. So it's like in my head, I got the timing down and I was doing this like in the Vancouver scene, which is actually quite small. Yeah. I was doing it three times a week for like nine months and then COVID happens and I stop and then um, things start opening up again and comedy is coming back. Mm -hmm. I still have those same seven minutes. I haven't written a joke since then. And so for me, it's like an ego thing. It'd be like embarrassing for me to like go back back into a club like, hey guys, Here's the same thing from before. Yeah. And in reality, like, I think, like, as a, if you want to be, like, a success, this is just my guess as Mm -hmm. an inexperienced person, but a successful comedian would be someone that is putting out, like, an hour 
whether it's once a year or every three or four years, whatever. That's my personal definition and de- no different people have yeah. different definitions. And so I'm on the right path of like sticking with what is good until I can like build up a longer set. Yeah. But I haven't had that drive mm. to write jokes. I was in it so hard. Every day I had yeah, a, that was surprising. I had GarageBand open. I took a microphone, my roommate hated it, and I would deliver my set every morning. I would deliver my set, listen to it, redo it so I could like hear wow. the timing and all that. Like I was so psyched about it. But yeah, it's like an ego thing. I it's can like, imagine your roommate hating that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the DJing, yeah. the DJing, uh, when I got into that, I was like, I need to, I want to like put this out there, but I don't want to put out mixes. I want to put out like a, like a video, but no one's going to like watch me. People like girls. So what yeah. I did is like, sometimes when I do like a photo shoot, it'd be like, Hey, do you want to do a DJ set with me? And so I set up my deck and I set up a strobe light, a fog machine, like an oh, industrial fog machine shit. and a laser. Yeah, that's three things with three buttons on and off. And I was like, you fuck around with this as much as you want. And so I set up cameras. There's like three cameras. So they're shooting at three different angles. I turn down the lights, crank up the speakers, and I'm doing these half hour DJ sets. The one bedroom apartment fills with smoke. There's a laser, there's strobe lights, and we're just like (laughs) jamming out. And the videos look cool. I'll show you. Yeah. But um, but anyway, so my roommate would like come out. He's like making chicken in the in like the in like in uh, in the kitchen, yeah. and he's and it's just like there's like like a fucking rave yeah. going on in like the living room, yeah. the tiny house living room. Does he? Uh, does your roommate still only eat brown things? Does he still? Oh, I have a video of me offering him twenty dollars to eat a smoothie. This smoothie <laughs> was fresh. Like blackberries, blueberries, strawberries, tiny bit of kale, avocado, um, like the stuff that like, like this is like, like the stuff that you and I would be like without Fuck, this. I would pay for this. Right? Yeah. It, it, honestly, it was, it was a big one. It was probably like $12 to just make it. And, uh, and I have this video. I'm like, I will pay you $20 cash by volume. So if you drink a quarter of it, I'll give you five bucks. He sniffed it and he and he took in like barely any and he was like, I can't. And he gave it back to me. <laughs> That's so him. Yeah. Oh my God. Like we were in Vegas. We were in Vegas once and we decided to have a nice dinner. Yeah. We all, we're all gambling. We all do well. We're like, let's go have a nice dinner. Yeah. And there's four of us and he didn't come with us to dinner because they didn't have like, they didn't have chicken, chicken fingers <laughs> and they didn't have, they didn't have, um, uh what's the other one what's the other fish fish fried thing you oh. take like fish in a batter yeah, yeah and then you put it it's not chicken fingers it's uh fish fillet um, is it fish fillet? no no you you put it in a batter and then you slowly put it into the it's served with uh fries like fish and chips yes they yeah. didn't have chicken fingers they didn't have pizza they didn't have fish and chips so he did not come with us to dinner <laughs> that night um oh my god this is we're not like he said earlier, we're talking about a 30-year-old man, not a five-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love listening to this well, part of the podcast. I don't think he listens, but I remember because we went... Oh, to, I'm going to send it to him. Uh, we, went to, <laughs> we went to Vegas, uh, yeah. the, the four of us, and because uh, it was his birthday, and mm. I remember... Oh, it was so funny. I remember he got super drunk during the buffet or something i don't know where he got drunk and he got oh, lost in the bathroom he and um he and the, uh, our yeah. other friend yeah where so so our friend we're talking about like he doesn't drink much he'll have like maybe a glass of wine once yeah. a week or something and so our other friend um we'll call him s it, maybe it was me we got like vodka i was like smirnoff vodka yeah. 
they were playing like rock, paper, scissors for shots or something. <laughs> you and I walked in on this, remember? Yeah, yeah. We walked in um, and like they're doing shots of vodka. Yeah. Straight up. Like no, straight no up. Chase. And for S, this is a new yeah. day. So yeah, he's yeah, fine. Yeah. We were like walking uh, and we, oh yeah. And so we're like, you know what? We're in Vegas. Our good friend here, D, just took like, you know, like seven vodka shots. So we got to be like good friends. So we yeah. take him to a buffet <laughs> and then immediately after we take him on the roller coaster. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. We're like, buffet, roller coaster. Let's go. <laughs> and then we lose him on the way back. No, he get, he's like, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're like, all right. And, and we're all chilling. And we're all chilling. We're like, where is he? Uh, maybe he's doing something. All right, let's go to the hotel. And then he calls. Like, yeah. I think he called you. Oh, he called all of us. Yeah. And, and he was like, I he, I think he was offering cash. He was, he was like, like, he was like, I'm in like, the bathroom. He was like, no, he was like, guys, I'm lost. And we're like, what do you mean you're lost? Just where are you? He's like, I'm in a room. I'm lost. We're like, how are you? You're in the hotel. How are you lost? And he's like, guys, come get me. And we're like, no. And we hung up. And yeah. then he'd call. He's like, I'll give you 20 bucks if yeah, you come yeah. get me. And I went, oh. it was, we were staying in MGM. He was in the bathroom at the roller coaster at like New, New York, York, New York or yeah, something. Yeah. And I found him. And he's I just literally in the same bathroom. That, yeah. I didn't need to like like hold him up but yeah. like he needed like he needed an escort to like bring wow. him back to the room oh amazing and then he passes out yeah. s brings a girl back to the room here's what happened d like passed out but then s brings a girl back and hooks up in the room yeah well d's passed out on the bed and then later he was like i had a dream that like like there were like boobs in the apartment <laughs> or boobs in the hotel room and s was like yeah like i actually like hooked yeah. up with a girl i remember i think the funniest part there's two involved because one it would be you talking to girls constantly and then just the moment where it was about like you take them to the room they'd be like it's 200 bucks yes i remember that dude my hooker radar is amazing in vegas like here's what happens if i'm in vegas and i'm drunk you can just if you wanted to know who's an escort you just see if hit him on them like that's it like beginning and end of story like like as if it was like some piece of like slut radar i'd be like that one and i would like talk to a girl and it was it, it was a hooker every time 100 percent. like the time. even though i talked to 30 girls That's they were not, all escorts yeah, not and then was in the room i remember uh, this D, in the room D, D, D's in I, the room. sorry sorry yeah so so d's in the room yeah. and uh and i'm like bringing girls up because i'm bringing them like up to the apartment thinking like think something's gonna i meet two girls they're both down to come up i'm like great threesome and like three separate times in one night i bring them up and, and, and d is like nope that that's a hooker <laughs> And the girls look at me like, yeah. Oh, I mean, so funny. Oh, poor, poor women. That yeah. was so much fun. So, uh, what's uh, are you gonna keep doing the gigs, or was that just like a COVID thing? Um, yeah, right. Like right now, like I'm in, I'm enjoying them, and it's making me like really appreciate women in a different way. Yeah. When you are like with someone, you're like fully present, and like you're just there to make sure that they're having a good time. Yeah, like like a feminist moment there mm-hmm. like we were just like this is about you mm. and that's different than like in dating where you're both trying to how would you put it when like on like a tinder date or something you're seeing like if it's worth seeing them again you're seeing what each other likes in terms of music or your version of humor right mm-hmm. like there's there's a back and forth and you're both kind of in your, your own little job interview yeah, yeah, yeah. to see if you want to like take it to the next step whereas in this it's just like half an hour an hour of just you know full attention and i i think uh yeah i enjoy that and so uh we'll probably continue but that's the thing is like 
as a guy that's doing this, that's straight. This is not the kind of thing where you're doing it twice a day. Mm. This is like once to twice a month. Right. Yeah. There was one guy, actually, I did do a male massage recently. He comes over and we do the massage and then he leaves and he messages like, you're so hot. I'm like, thanks. And then like three days go by and he's like, how much for you to fuck me in the ass? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, and then he's like, he gives me the big numbers, like $500. And I'm like, everyone's got a price, but that's not it. Like holes is holes, but yeah. like, would, yeah. Would he have to go higher up? Oh, of course. Like. Like we all have, like if yeah. he was like if he was like fifty k, yeah, I'd be like, all right, like you bend over, I'm gonna put on some fucking like porn. I'd fucking do that. Fifty k, why not? If it was like five or six thousand, then you're like, hmm, <laughs> like hmm. probably not. But now you're thinking yeah. about it. But everyone has a price. But that's the thing is that like for him to offer five hundred for that, um, he could. I'm sure he could get like multiple experiences with different guys mm. for that same amount. Mm. And so that's why. It, it just doesn't ever work, right? Like if he was willing to spend, let's call it like 10K for that to like make a straight, to, for a straight guy to do that, like he would be able to have so many experiences right. with uh, with other gay and guys. And I'm sure the there's amount. a lot of straight guys that would go for less. For less, yeah, for 100%. Less, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe weird though, I was like, oh, when I said no, I'm like, oh, does that make me like homophobic to like, <laughs> to like not do it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but you know, it's what's what's interesting to me is uh, when uh, it's kind of on both sides where there's a lot of straight guys that get uncomfortable around gay men for for some reason, but then there's also like gay guys that are like, oh, don't worry, I'm not hitting on you, and it's like, why would I be worried? Yeah, I'm, I'm not attracted to men, but why would I be worried if someone is hitting on me? It's um, yeah, it's it's a compliment. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, but. You know, um, what I was going to ask is uh, how would someone because, OK, so I had sex for the first time when I was like 17, but avid reader uh, and watcher of mm -hmm. porn and instructional videos yeah. on how to do things. Um, how would someone get good at sex if, uh, let's say, they don't quite have the opportunity to have different sexual partners all the time or whatever? Yeah. Um... I'd say that the, the two things for sure. The first is um, one's called Two Girls Teach Sex. Oh, I, I went for that. There's a number, number two also. There's like a second one. There's a Two Two Girls Teach yeah. Sex. Two yeah, girls teach, so. Anyway, it's so good. Yeah. It's made by this guy who like his wife was cheating on him. And when he confronted her, she was unapologetic. It was like, you don't give me orgasms. And that was around the time that a girl broke up with me because oh. I wasn't giving her good sex. This is like, so I would have been like 20, yeah. 21 maybe. And like, I was definitely horrible in bed. I have no doubt about that. But yeah, great video. And it's probably available for torrenting or whatever. But Two Girls Teach Sex was amazing. Not promoting pirating, but oh, you I can am. find it out there. <laughs> I'm also a financial advisor. I'm going to tell you to buy Cardano right now. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to beat that part. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I say like Two Girls Teach Sex yeah. is great. But um, having... What I think is important, like if you want to be good at sex, it's kind of like uh, there's many different women and they all like different things, mm -hmm. but they all will respond more or less to some to something. So it's about finding a, like a sexual strategy, so to yeah. say, where you can do it and know that you're more or less going to nail it. Like yeah. maybe it's not exactly what she wants. So here's a really good example is I find the first time a girl asked me to choke her, I was like, whoa, like let me know your safe word. And 
really important, really quick too. Um, choking is not like done on the trachea, right? Mm-hmm. Like you do it, it's more about the side yeah. and you slow the blood to the brain, which gives that euphoric and whatnot, but you're never touching like the trachea, mm-hmm. so to say. And so one thing I noticed is I would like during like foreplay or whatever, I would put my hand lightly there. You put it lightly. And if they don't like it, they'll like touch it or they'll grab your mm-hmm, hand or mm-hmm. something. But 95% of the time, they're, they'll just like verbally be like harder or whatever it yeah. is. Or or you do it harder and, they'll be, and they're okay with that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like this is something that like almost everyone wants. I think choking is like in the, in the past three years I, or two years, I think choking has been the discovery of the sexual kind of community or whatever oh yeah like people dating like choking just to cough because mm. three years ago when i was hooking up i wasn't really into it either like like you oh said. i don't enjoy doing it yeah You're, you lose like ideally you have two hands yeah right there's there's two boobs you got like <laughs> you can do stuff leverage yeah. you know yeah. using the remote whatever yeah. it's good to have two hands but you one is just thing. like there so i don't really enjoy it but it feels good to like yeah. help someone have an orgasm so it's, I guess it's worth it. All right. So choking is one. Do you like what kind of foreplay? Um, like I like I mentioned in the in the other one, like lots of teasing for yeah. sure. Like when I go down, I like really I like kiss the yeah. outside, like so two you, inches away. Do you uh, do you do oral a lot? Um, oh, like when I'm on, like when I'm like on a date or something. Yeah. yeah, most of the time, if I'm with someone, I'm like, oh, like I just want to get off, and like it's it's a scenario where like. You meet someone from the internet and they're not what you're expecting, but like they're down, but yeah. you're, you have, you're just like, I just want to get off. Like I maybe not in that scenario, but yeah, yeah. almost always I'll like go down on someone. Like I enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you're, um, there's a, there's a taste and a smell that's unlike anything else. And you're just like down there in the ladiness. And yeah. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Um, and some girls don't like that. But most do. I think uh, I've talked about this before, but I think I would probably not date someone who's not into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some kind of like hang up there or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Oh, the other one I was going to yeah. say really quick is you're asking how to like get better at sex. And the what I was kind of leading into a time about like many different you have like guys like, would have to put themselves out there more mm-hmm. in a way that's going to result mm-hmm. in actually having sex. Like, and we're talking like whether it's 10 minutes a day that you're doing Tinder or you're paying for professional photos on your Tinder or you're going to the gym because now we're in a day and age where when we're doing online dating, like you, have to. you not just for your health, but like it's good to be in decent shape or whatnot. Like if you can get abs like that is, I'm not even kidding. Like if you are on Tinder and you want to, you don't even have to like put it on the Tinder, but like. There are certain things that just that are going to be increasing your chances, right? Like women get their hair done, they wear makeup, they get earrings, they they dye their hair, and uh, and they'll go to the gym and work on their butt. Like they do so many things to be yeah. more attractive. I feel like uh, if you want to date or meet someone who's attractive, and you know for a fact they they're putting like if you like big asses, in most cases those girls work their little ass off to get that, and if in your mind, like sitting on the couch all day watching TV and you want to be dating someone who's putting in work, then you should be putting in work as well. Like it's just a Mm -hmm. reasonable expectation, I think. Also, if you, you know, if you could uh, just become six feet tall, that's... Yeah. You know, what's funny is um, uh, across many studies, like, of course, like height matters and women, women don't like to date men that are shorter than Mm -hmm. them. But one thing that's 
interesting from a couple studies is that what matters, like aside from like height, is the distance from your hips to your feet in comparison to your hips to your head. So the hip to the feet needs to be longer, longer, longer. Oh, yeah, and so, so the proportion of your body exactly. So if a guy to... has shorter legs, yeah, um, even if two men are the same height, yeah, right. So imagine they're the same height, but one guy his waist is a bit lower. Yeah, he that impacts his um, his attractiveness way more than height does. Whoa. Yeah. So like, if you had to choose between two inches higher or like making your hips two inches higher, yeah, it's actually the latter. Oh, really weird. I've just noticed it's kind of like a new movement now with uh, dating apps where a lot of men are like, first it started with uh, biceps. W- no, like women being like, oh, if you're not 5'10 or if you're not five six feet, like yeah. swipe left. Yeah, yeah. And then when uh, guys are complaining, it's like, well, how come she can do that? And I can't say like, if you're over 140 pounds, swipe left. Like, yeah, yeah. What is this shit? And it's just like this new like obsession. It's crazy because yeah. in, in Taiwan, <laughs> a lot of the girls would put their height and weight on their profile. Interesting. Yeah. Which is very weird at first. Yeah. It's like why? Well, I think it, I wonder if it's like a buyer seller mentality. I think so. And like within Tinder, for examples on Tinder, the girl, she can say that. A girl on Tinder that's attractive can say, if you're not 6'5", swipe left. Yeah. She's still going to get five matches a day yeah. from guys that are 6'6 six, six and above. She she can say that. She can do that. Absolutely. As the guy, if you put like something that's going to be like offensive um, on your like your Tinder, you're just going to get like, uh, it's not going to work out in the same way that you might expect mm. unless you're clearly like like jason momoa or something like unless you're looking like that and it's more like a job interview you have the resume you're like here's all the nice things about me yeah so for example like i am like six one so i put that in my tinder profile if i wasn't i would ignore that and i would it would be so bad to like list um or get bitter about it or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like oh fuck or whatever yeah um i do think though that needs to be mentioned in the sense of if you're a short guy, maybe mention it. Setting preferences in whatever it is mm-hmm. is uh, is important because we there's so much catfishing these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like to I like to get them on Instagram for sure. Instagram's good. That's the thing too is like a lot of it's very popular that women will have like photos of just their their face, so to yeah. say. I like and how you did this. Like I'm like I'm like <laughs> just the face, yeah. and uh, and so that's just like a risk that you're taking, and yeah. and I shouldn't say risk. It's just it's just an obvious thing that's gonna be, you know. And I'm sure women get catfished as well. But oh, you're going to a weird story. A friend of mine I was, I was shooting this girl, and this girl's like very attractive, like, mm-hmm. and so she when she's on Tinder, like she's gonna be very you know specific. Um, and she matched with a guy that was just like, just looked like a movie star. She said like really, really good looking. And he invited her to like Kobe, which is like a really good restaurant. And she said she was waiting there and she wasn't showing up. And this guy and like, that looked like the guy from you, like the guy that like hoodie, like the baseball cap and kept like walking by and looking at her. So some like creep, like got like photos of a good looking guy, catfished the destructive girl into showing up on a date and just like walked past her a couple of times. But what's the point, you know? I guess that was the point. That's <laughs> the, crazy. Yeah. Dating online, it's, I think it's important to get on someone's Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, Vancouver is a big city, but it's not that big of a city. Yeah. Like if you, 
I stopped adding people on Instagram in Taiwan because it's way smaller than Vancouver. Oh. So like if you if it's a hot girl, um, you add them on Instagram, likely another attractive woman that you're matched with is going to be in her like follower, whatever. Okay. You got to get five Instagrams like I do, dude. <laughs> Okay, there's the solution. All right, that that settles that. Well, what's your go-to date these days? Oh, let me think about this. Um, so generally, I like to do like activities that are going to, that we're both going to enjoy, so to say. Mm -hmm. And so I'll see if she likes the same kind of like music or movies that I do. But generally, what I find is that ideal situation is where it ends in great sex, where we, where we both come right. <laughs> So that's like the end point. So let's yeah. work back from that. And so I'm like, how? Oh, and so here's like, honestly, like yeah. a girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if no. she's going to come, she has to find you attractive. Yeah. So men, we're pretty shallow. Like I'm shallow. Like I look at looks and I'm like, you're, you're attractive. That's enough for sex for me, really. Yeah. Um, is it enough to go on four or five dates and continue? Not necessarily at all. It's not, it's all personality after a certain point. But at first, that first night, I'm like, if I'm attracted to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm down to like go that far usually, mm. but uh, women tend to be less shallow. They're, they want to know the real you. And so what I try to do on my dates is share as much of myself as I can with them in a way that's not lying, but it's just showcasing the good stuff. And so what I'll often do is I'd be like, Hey, like I want to do a photo of the sunset. Yeah. Um, and so we'll like meet up outside. We'll go for a walk. I'll do like the photo of the sunset or whatever it is. Sunset, dude, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> But I have a, something called an ND filter on my yeah, camera, yeah. which means like even in camera, it looks epic. You leave the shutter open for 10 seconds yeah. and it makes it look like glass. So you get this Whoa. like cool photo uh, and then uh, we'll kind of like come back to my apartment and either order in food or make food or something. I'll make her like a cocktail if she wants because yeah. I've learned all these all these drinks. And then I'll be like, hey, can I show you a DJ set I'm working on? I'll like literally just work on my DJ stuff while she watches and she's seeing different parts of myself. Oh, and cool. I think that women like guys that are have uh, a lot of energy and passion. Yeah. A lot of times if you hear about someone that's uh, thinking about leaving their husband or their relationship, a big word they use is, or a big sentence they'll say is like, he lost his passion. Mm -hmm. You want to be like that vibrant up and comer, you know, so to say person. <laughs> yeah. And right so, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, like, I'll kind of try and showcase those, those things. And, um, like I won't shoot them like as a, like a photography thing, like we talked about, but yeah, kind of showcasing my personality as much as I can in a good way. Yeah. And, uh, and then of course, like, um, you have, uh, because I've been learning massage, I was like, Oh, I'm learning massage. Do you want to try yeah. And, um, and so what I love is like, I'll do the massage, no turnover, no happy ending, nothing. Like we're talking like just the back mm -hmm. and maybe the butt if they're comfortable with that and the legs and then close back on and then watch a movie and just let them sit in it. They're just Aww. like, like sitting in like that sexual tension. And you're just like that I think is guys don't do this and they really should. It's like, get the girl riled up, get her horny yeah, and then leave her alone, do something else. That's going to be like the first time a guy's put her in that spot. You're going to have a lot of fans after this. <laughs> um, anyways. I, oh, should I? Can I list my, my Instagram? That if you want. Get, if they yeah. want. Okay. So the Instagram is uh, Damon underscore Stinson. Like Barney Stinson. Yeah. Like spelled like that. It goes Damon underscore Stinson underscore. And that's where the photos of the um, uh, of my only. So I have like an OnlyFans where I like post stuff. So there's like a link to that. 
And then a lot of the um, photography that I do, that's like not safe for work, I guess. So cool. Of the people that are listening, they'll probably be I can more... link it in the oh sure description as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. How often do you go on dates these days? Um, God, I'm trying to work. I'm about to work seven days a week. I've got a second job because I want to like save up a bunch of money. Yeah, but like, what are you saving for? Just retirement, oh. like because of compound interest. Yeah, 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 like it's way better to get as much money as you can. You are a financial advisor. Yeah. I want to get as much money into the market at a younger age yeah, yeah, yeah. than a later age. And so I'm like, let's like spend five years working hard mm-hmm. to just like get the money into the market now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can use off later. But I don't know. I'm probably seeing like not a lot, maybe like three people a month right now. Three people a month. Yeah. Is so, that dates or? That's like, oh, that's like new people. That's like new people. New people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have like friends with benefits. Yeah. So I have like, I have probably like four people. Okay. That I see on a semi, some are once a week, some are once a month. Holy um, yeah, so it's just about like... So you're not looking to date now or what's... Well, I consider dating... To me, I guess the word date is like going... On like in, on a Enjoying someone with for a night yeah. and doing fun stuff together. Um, yeah. But I... I've just, I'm not a monogamous person. Oh, okay. Like, I feel like it's... And that's becoming very popular to be... I think it's being widespread now is like, it's kind of like viewed more as okay. Yeah. Cause like, that's weird when someone comes out as gay, it's like, okay, like we understand that you're not built yeah. a certain way. You're built a different way and you get happiness from something that is different. A lot of guys, I don't understand it to be honest, are like, they have like the idea, like they'll be in, in a relationship or married and they're happy. And I'm happy that they're happy. I don't think they're missing out on, understand. they're not missing out yeah. on something. They're doing what's right for them. The second I get any rules I have to follow, I'm just and I and I've realized this about myself a while, so I'm very honest about it now when I yeah. when I meet people. But um, I enjoy variety, so to say. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy uh, seeing. I can see someone once a week. I wouldn't want to see anyone more than once a week. For me, when I see um, long term relationships, I'm happy that they're enjoying their thing, but I I can't relate to it. Wow, because you were dating for quite quite some time yeah you know to be honest is like i was like you said bad girls like yes yeah, yeah, yeah. these were like strippers right and so i was <laughs> I like wanna, i didn't want to say it but yeah but i i did i dated like only strippers yeah. for like six years and so i think there's some part of my head deep down there's maybe maybe it's damage or hurt or whatever it is maybe it's unhealthy i don't know but like I was dating these people uh, for so long and, or not so long, but like I dated one for like uh, two years and then one was like off and on for like three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just noticed that um, uh, during that time, I would feel like if we were, we would enter into monogamy because we just thought that's what, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like kind of restricted, but I wasn't sure what the feeling was. I couldn't articulate it. Mm. I couldn't articulate that feeling. And then I, I would cheat. I think in both of those relationships, we were both cheating at various points, yeah. no doubt, even though like one side would never admit to the other, like harmful stuff, yeah. right? And so when I was in the relationship, I was cheating, which is bad. Like I was not honest with what I wanted and they were in a similar spot. And um, yeah, so I feel like I'm just like not built for that, so to say. Mm. Maybe I'll meet someone that changes that. Yeah, but I did get into relationships with uh, both of them. And I think a lot of my casual hookups were strippers as well during that time. And I don't know what happened. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I didn't know how to articulate it at the time. I didn't know like what polyamory was. Mm. I don't like to use that term or 
or consider myself poly, even though that's probably what's going on. Yeah. But yeah. I think poly, it wouldn't just be hooking up with multiple people. Poly is more like you're in a relationship with multiple people. Yeah. That's what that, that's the thing, dude, is so it's not really it, you can't, if I say the word poly to the wrong person, yeah. they want to fight me. Like people that consider themselves poly, they're like, I sleep around. I do relationship anarchy. I have this and that. I'm yeah. like, oh, I sleep around too. They're like, you're not poly, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, poly has like different. So I, would you would you get into an open relationship? Sure, if the time comes. Yeah. I have yet to. But would you be okay with the girl like being in an open relationship and the girl seeing other people as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like my deep down narcissistic self would be like, man, if I had like five girlfriends and none of them saw other guys, that'd be amazing. Yeah. If I could like snap my fingers and and I met women that wanted that. Yeah. And that made them happy. Sure, that'd be cool, but uh, that's not life. And um, mm. so I just do like a don't ask, don't tell. I'm like honest at the beginning. I'm like, look, I'm sleeping around. You do what you want. I don't want you to like tell me about it or rub it in my face. And I will do my best to like do the same. When do you usually bring it up? Um, I actually tend to bring it up usually before sex Oh, is, uh, I like to like put it as like a, as a comment. Mm. So I'll be like, Oh, um, I'll be like, Oh, like my friend, uh, just got into a relationship. Like this is, they got like an apartment together. I'll show them something. I'm like, look, like this is that. I'm like, I've never really understood that. Like the idea of like monogamy, that's just me. I'll just, I'll make an offhanded comment like that. And that's just me making sure that she knows where I'm at because I used to like lie to get sex. I yeah. used to be like, oh, like I'm open to like a relationship one day. And that leads to pain and regret and I, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. I agree. But in the way you did say like, maybe I'll meet someone, I guess you would know. Well, so I want to be open-minded. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I think that like in the same way that it was damaging for me to be in relationships when I wasn't ready, it would also be damaging for me to close myself off from a potential relationship. In, in my mind, I don't want to be like, oh, like I'm only poly. I'm never going to yeah, get yeah, into yeah. a relationship because if I do that, I may miss out on opportunities. Yeah. You know, one thing's for sure, and that's change, right? You see, you read quite a bit from what I remember. Mm-hmm. The guy that wrote the book, Neil Strauss, yeah, he's yeah. got a book called The Truth. Yes. Have you read that one? Uh, our friend D yeah. read it and he said it's one of the best books ever. Yeah. Did you read it as well recently? I, I read it. You liked like, it? Two years ago. It was really good. And nice. it kind of talks about similar issue. Um, all right. We'll, we'll stop on this. Uh, thank you so much. For yeah. Thank you for yeah, having uh, me, man. That was, uh, that I, was a really I, good talk. <laughs> It's it's kind of weird because uh, like we haven't seen each other in two years, and the day we we hang out or see each other is we're recording a podcast. Yeah. So we literally had like two minutes of talk before we started recording. Uh, but um, it's cool learning what you've been up to, what's mm-hmm. uh, what's new going on, and uh, I'll be in the city, so we'll see each other more often. I hope. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. as well. Like we're both living here now, so I'm definitely down to. Yay. Yeah, I'm down for that for sure. Yay. <laughs> All right, so let's say bye to everyone. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a good night.